Welcome back to the Hearts Unleashed podcast. We're turning dreamers into doers. If you're ready to open your heart and take inspired action on your dreams, you are in the perfect place with wonderful people. Here's your host, dreamer, educator, and adventurer, Abigail Gazda. All right, welcome to the Hearts Unleashed podcast, where we are turning dreamers into doers. And you guys, I am so excited to introduce to you Alex Russell, the author of the psychological thriller, horror, and self-help novel called The Maze, Her Rude Awakening. Alex is taking the alternative approach on self-help by exposing the darkness that so many face for what it truly is. She strives to bring awareness to this darkness, and rather than embracing it, using it against itself to dismantle it and exposing it for what it really is. Alex wants to influence all those who are following her journey to embrace their darkness so that they may face it, work through it, and ultimately release it so they do not have to engage with their pain body any longer. Alongside with being a new author, she is also an editor, an aspiring entrepreneur, also an ex-yoga and meditation teacher. So you guys, you know my style. That's the formal, really fancy introduction, but I need to give you the Abigail introduction because I have known Alex since... 2017. Uh, I met her one of the first weeks that I had moved to Southern California. My grandpa introduced me to her and uh, he's like, this is Alex. And he was just bragging on her. He's so proud of her. And I'm, and she, well, how old were you at that time? 2017. I think I was 19. Yeah. So she's 19. She's telling me all about her yoga passion and which by the way, she's a kick-ass yoga teacher and all of those things. And she said X because she's really focused on this book, but I have had the absolute honor of getting to just walk side by side and watch also just sit back and watch her go through her life and grow and evolve and shift and face all that darkness that she talks about in the book that she now is able to share. And Alex, I just want to welcome you to the podcast because I am so excited. I, I can't even fully introduce you because I just want to like dive right into the, the, this interview. <laughs> welcome. Yay. Yay. Thank you for having me. Yeah. I'm really excited to be here. An honor. Yeah. You know, um, you were just sharing before we hit record that you are out and about selling your book in Southern California, having book stands. How has the being a new author experience been for you? Uh, well, it's been really interesting (laughs) to say the least. Um, it's really fun though, uh, going to sell my book out in the public, going to local parks, going to local beaches, meeting new people. You know, I don't know who I'm going to run into. You don't know who I'm going to come across and who's going to see my book, but it's all been a huge learning experience. Um, a very exciting one at that very new. (laughs) So it's a bit overwhelming, but also just really exciting. I'm really excited to get this message out here. And I'm really excited to hopefully inspire others and help people that are struggling with depression and maybe people that have struggled with depression or people that aren't even aware of really how dark depression can get and just bring more awareness to that. That is awesome. And you know, I think it's really important because we have a lot of aspiring authors uh, listening into the podcast, a lot of aspiring entrepreneurs who are really at the beginning stages or maybe considering uh, writing their first book. And is there any right off the bat sort of advice or tips or things you'd love to tell somebody who's really daydreaming about writing their first book? 
Well, I would say the first and foremost thing is the most cliche thing that you hear is just do it. Uh (laughs) Um, That's really the biggest thing for me. This book was inspired by a nightmare that I had freshman year of high school. And I woke up in the middle of the night screaming at like two in the morning. And I was like, oh my gosh, that's going to be a movie one day. That's going to be a book one day. I'm going to write a book about this one day. And I was so excited because I love psychological thrillers and horrors. And I just thought the concept I had was so unique, but I sat on the idea for years and years and years went by and I kept thinking of it and I never did anything with it. I was always like, Oh, I'll start it. When, when that time comes, it's always there. And then, um, in 2018, my father passed away, um, unexpectedly. He was only 43. He had a heart attack in his sleep and, you know, that was a huge life-changing event for me. And we were super close. And from when the moment he passed away, something inside of me was calling very deeply to start this book that I've been sitting on. Um, the idea was coming in stronger. Something inside of me was just saying, just do it. Like now is the time. So in 2019, I took matters into my own hands and I started writing it. And the beginning journey was really hard. I started in January of 2019 and the book erased completely um, about 30 pages in, which was only 30 pages. Thank God it could have been the whole 276 pages, but it erased and I couldn't get it back. And that was so hard for me. I thought, you know, oh my gosh, maybe I shouldn't be writing this book. Maybe this was a sign from God. Maybe, maybe I'm not supposed to create this story. And I was so depressed for like a couple months. And I was like, you know what? I can't like let that interfere with what this message means to me and what I want to do for the world. So I believe it was March or April. I started again from scratch. And for new aspiring authors, I would just say, if you have a message that you want to share with people and you believe in it, then it is important to get it out there no matter what it takes, no matter how hard it is. There's days, of course, that you just don't want to do it. There's days that you do do it, but it's just the most impossible thing to do. And you're staring at your screen for hours on end with a blank page, but really just giving yourself grace and compassion and trusting yourself, trusting the process, trusting that it'll get done in the time that it does, but also most importantly, not giving up on yourself and pursuing that. Hmm. What a beautiful answer. Uh, That's awesome because like I asked, you know, what you would say to someone else, which was kind of just do it. And it's also leaned right into what inspired the book. So thank you for sharing so much of that. And in that process, because that's a very interesting timeline, like 2018 that you had that dream further back and then 2018, your father passed and then you started. What did you have to give up? in order to keep going? My fear, I had to give up the doubt about myself because I had a lot of that. Mm -hmm, (laughs) mm -hmm. I had a lot of doubt about becoming an author and what people perceived of me and especially the genre of the book. It's a psychological thriller and a horror novel, but self-help as well. I had to give up my fear. I had to give up my doubt. I had to really give up some limiting beliefs that I had on myself and who I could become. Also the fact that I was... I'm very young. I'm 24. And, you know, we all go through our shit. I don't know if I'm allowed to cuss on this podcast. Yes, (laughs) ma'am. Okay, cool. Um, We all go through shit and we all have a story. I feel like for my age, I'm so young, but I have gone through the ringer and I've gone through so much shit 
which is great. <laughs> um, cause it's just showing me and re- helping me remember who I truly am. But, um, that was also holding me back because I was like the few times I was struggling with depression throughout my life, I w- would think like, who am I to write a self-help novel when I myself was still going through so much darkness, like who I felt like a hypocrite preaching this stuff. Um, so I had to, you know, really give up some limiting beliefs and realize that I did have a story to share. And I, I did have a lot of things that I believed that could help people with my own personal experience and, you know, experience from therapy experience of everything I've just gained along my healing journey. I I wanted to share that with people as well as tell a thrilling story. (laughs) Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I I hope that answered that question. It sure did. And I just want to kind of even reiterate a little bit of that because there's so much in it. Like I've had to give up that stuff. I've, I think that anybody really committed to doing something bigger than they identify as like bigger than their belief, bigger than who they know themselves to be currently. It takes releasing the fear, the doubt, the concern, the fear of judgment or, you know, who am I to like, I I can't tell you how many times I hear that sentence. Who, who am I to do this? Or who am I to speak up? Or who am I to position myself as if I know something? And, And we have to go beyond that to be our greatness. And, and you have certainly done that. It's been brilliant to, to watch you work through those barriers. Like, like, like many of us who are, who do shift from dreaming to doing, who really shift from talking about it. Like you said, you had this inspiration as a freshman and like, it took that, it took that time to mature within you and really for you to honor the call and then get it. The one better is you honor the call and it erases itself into thin air. And so like just the comeback too is, is phenomenal because um, a lot of people take decades to write a book, you know, and, and I just really acknowledge you because not only did you sit down to do it and you sat down to do it again, you are now starting book two even. So it's like, we have a proven method over here. She's getting after it. <laughs> now, I have a question about the terminology you use, because I kind of doubt that people would put psychological thriller and self-help together. Can you tell us how that does go together? How does that work? Yes. So as an author too, I really want to, in the future, one of my goals is to become a well-known author in order to help people struggling with darkness of their own. And so I've always loved psychological thrillers and horror movies, not the gory type stuff, but more just like mentally weird yeah. um, things that make you think yeah. um, movies and stories. And so I wanted to use those two aspects together to become one, because first of all, I think a lot of people, sources, healers, teachers, coaches, or whatever, um, they use, you know, positivity, light, love, all of these things. And yes, that's great to an extent. However, depression is really, really dark. Mental health can get very, very dark. And I wanted to incorporate those two self-help and psychological thriller and horror because they really do go hand in hand. If you really think about it, like I said, mental health is very, very dark and psychological thrillers and horrors are really dark. They all tie together. Um, and I think it's really important to navigate that darkness in order to find the light within, in order to unleash your true essence. And, you know, we can't discard the darkness in order to heal. We have to look at that side of us 
And I'm also really passionate about rather than, you know, cause there are teachers that also, you know, do shadow work and stuff like that, which is great. A lot of those teachers also like to, I don't know if I would say ruminate, but engage with the darkness so much so that they want us to accept it as part of us, like accept your shadow, which yes, again, to an extent, but if we accept this darkness as part of us, then we will not be able to fully release it from us because at the core of who we really are is a light organic essence being. Um, We are not darkness. We are not the traumas that we have experienced. We are not the social and societal conditioning that we've been placed on us. We are not this programming. We are not our bloodline of ancestral karma or whatever you want to call it. We are not any of those things. We are at the core, a light and an essence. Um, So I want to use the darkness as a tool to alchemize it into light. You know, you're speaking my language. (laughs) I love it. Yes. And so, and hearts unleashed. Like I know the people are probably listening, like, yes, yeah, like that it just sinking in. And so I love the concept. And can you give us a little synopsis of the book? Because I remember when you originally told me about it, I just was so excited to get it. And I do own it y'all. I can't wait to read this. It is on my reading list <laughs> and I am currently writing a book. So my brain is non-functional, but I hold this thing because I've known Alex for four years. Uh, She's been sharing this process for the last three. And I held her book like the time I held my book because like I've watched her so day in and day out. And I just, it, it it was like a baby being born. And so I really, I'm so excited. So I would love for you to share some of the storyline because I think if people, some of the people hear about it, they may be rushing to grab, grab your, their copy. Yes, of course. So The Maze for Rude Awakening is about a girl named Pearl Cassell. She is struggling with depression, suicidal thoughts. She's in a super, super dark place in her life. She ends up getting abducted by a deranged, psychotic hypnotherapist who then puts her under hypnosis into this place known as the maze. And so the maze is a symbolic place within her psyche that represents what it physically feels like to struggle with depression and have suicidal thoughts. So the point of the book is for her to navigate her way through the maze and find her way out of the maze alive, ultimately finding her truth within herself, peeling back the layers that do not serve her and ultimately unleashing who she really is, her true essence. I love it. And there's a future in what you're doing. And I wonder if you could share that with us, like how you see your life going as an author, as a leader, as someone who is committed to help, like you said in your, in your bio is like really having other people take a look at their own life. That's ultimately the heart of a self-help book is you're sharing a story, but it's also in commitment to have the reader look at themselves for themselves and process something for themselves. So what would you say the intention is and maybe like that long-term vision? Um, I would say, like I said, I really want to be a well-known author. That's why I kind of want to focus on these genres specifically because I have yet to find another author still. And if you know any, please let me know because I'm I'm genuinely curious. I haven't seen another author that has combined psychological thriller, horror, and self-help together. So I want to kind of, you know, focus on that and grow as an author with those genres, because I believe I can stand out with that. But like I said, not to stand out in an egotistical way, 
more to help people. I want to target audience of people that are into psychological thrillers and horrors. Maybe they pick up this book without knowing the self-help behind it. And maybe they start reading and they start learning something about themselves. They start looking at parts of themselves that they never looked at before, parts that they didn't want to look at before. And also for the self-help genre, people that are really into self-help books, um, not only focus on self-help, but tell a thrilling story Mm -hmm. as well. So I would love to become a well-known author to help people struggling, integrating mindfulness and how to do so, how to get out of our heads and into our bodies, which is a huge thing I'm currently learning how to do myself right now. But just be an advocate for that and show people that you do not have to stay in the maze forever. And even though it feels like it, and it is such a dark place to be in, there is light at the end of that maze and you can find your way out, but you have to be willing to find your way out. You have to be wanting to get yourself out of there. You can't ruminate in that darkness. You can't believe that God or source or universe or whoever, whatever power or even not power, if you believe that this is where you're supposed to be in this darkness forever, that that is just not your truth. Mm. and hopefully help people realize that about themselves and pursue people or persuade people to find that motivation within themselves to mm. navigate and get themselves out of there and be and remember who they truly are. Yeah. And, and you share a lot about that on your, because it's in my head right now to direct people to your website and, and to find you on social media is the pearlizedspirit.com. Um, I really love how you turned Pearl the character, it like it's it's a part. I would call it branding, but it's just very cohesive in, in, in its approach. But but also, I would love for you to talk a little bit more about the concept of the pearlized spirit because you share a lot about that on Instagram, and I'm I'm loving your post. So, what is the Instagram handle that people can go follow? I have two. So my main account is Alex Marie Russell with two S's and two L's because a lot of people spell my last name wrong. <laughs> um, and that is my main account where I promote myself just as an author, uh, my book, my life. Um, and then my business account, which is Pearlized Spirit, um, what you just mentioned. So the Pearlized Spirit, I had that inspiration actually from therapy myself which is ironic because my book is about a deranged hypnotherapist. I actually have a hypnotherapist. Um, but is she deranged? Yeah, he is not deranged. He's amazing <laughs> and he has helped me in so many ways. And he is the one who actually gave me that inspiration in 2016 when I started seeing him for an eating disorder that I was struggling with. He helped me gain more of an awareness of what the pearl within us. And that's kind of why there's a lot of symbolism within my book, yeah. um, including the main character and her name and what it represents. And so I believe um, within us, our true essence, our soul, I guess you could say, I like to think of it as a pearl, like an untouched, pure intellect, beautiful, shining pearl that is just innocent. It's holy. It's of true essence. And unfortunately, like I said earlier, with years of programming, conditioning, trauma, ancestral, bloodline, karma, whatever, we have these layers that stack over our pearl, kind of like an onion, I like to reference it. Um, so our pearls within us and over years and years and years, layers and layers and layers start stacking over our pearl so much so that we are now identifying as this giant, gross, disgusting, smelling onion. <laughs> when in reality, that's not who we are. We are not that darkness. And so the pearlized spirit is 
not only a community, but the mission of Pearlized Spirit is to gain the tools and the awareness to peel back those layers of our onion in order to unleash our pearl that is trying and wanting so hard to be seen and to come out the essence of who we truly are. Because we are, like I said earlier, we are not this onion that we have grown into or that has grown over us, Mm -hmm. I guess I would say. And so Pearlized Spirit really focuses on how to peel back those layers in order to embody who we truly are. There's a phrase that I heard, which I had to hear it a few times in my life. You are not who you turned out to be. You are not who you turned out to be. I found that very fascinating because I think we all identify with our past and our traumas and our experiences and our conditioning and what we were surrounded by and what we were told so many times that we really, to start to distinguish that we might not be everything we were taught and told it actually triggers an identity crisis before it's it's not actually exciting and freeing and empowering before it's terrible and confusing and um, life-altering. And totally. so um, I really appreciate this perspective that you're sharing because it's a place for us to look like, if I'm not this, who am I sort of concept? Yeah. And I wanted to add to that. Um, I really think we identify with who we are in this physical world, yeah. um, you know, Alex, yes, who I am. I'm an author. I am, you know, editing part-time. I'm a yoga teacher. I'm this, I'm that, but that's not who I truly am. Um, I think I like the metaphor or the visual of like a movie theater screen. At essence, we are the screen, but as we're watching the screen and what's happening on the screen, we begin, we become so identified with the character that's playing on the screen. We become so identified with what is happening on the screen. I guess you could say what's happening in our lives. We identify with that when in reality, we are actually the screen. We are the observer of this experience that we are living as a human temporarily. So Mm -hmm. it's really important for people to, you know, stray away from what is happening on the screen the character on the screen to our core essence, the pearl within us, I like to say. Yeah, I love that. And I love it. And I imagine that people listening in really resonate with that. So I'd love to encourage people to go to Instagram and follow the Pearlized Spirit. And is it the Pearlized Spirit or is it Pearlized Spirit? Just Pearlized Spirit. Okay, awesome. And follow Alex Marie Russell because she's fun to watch too. I love hanging out over there. <laughs> and also pearlizespirit.com where you can get her books. And as you guys know, all of these uh, links will be in the show notes so that you don't have to worry about how to spell anything. But uh, so give us a little peek into what's coming. Uh, book two, what's that? Yeah. So book two is, oh man. And for my new authors, I'm right there with you. I'm just (laughs) struggling to write it, but it is starting or it has started. Um, but so the maze is eventually going to be a trilogy. Book two is actually going to be the prequel to the maze. So the prequel in the essence of Doc's story and Doc Stevens is the deranged, psychotic hypnotherapist. So for those of you who have read The Maze or are going to read The Maze, a lot of people get really hooked on the hypnotherapist and why he's so crazy. What is his story? And the book kind of has a little cliffhanger, not a cliffhanger, because you do find out the answer to Pearl and her mission, but it does lead into the second book of what is to come. And a lot of people wonder 
who is this doc Stevens guy? Why is he so messed up? Where has he come from? Why, you know, what, what, who is this guy? And so book two is going to be doc's story, a lot of history involved into it, which is going to be, is kind of fun as well. It's something new for me. So I'm researching a lot, but it is also again, going to be a psychological thriller horror and a self-help book as well. Um, in a different aspect. So mm. that is the second book. Yes. I love it. So, oh. so <laughs> Sold, sold, triple sold. Um, Very good. And I love where you're at. And I would love to check in with you if there's anything you'd love to share with our listeners before we part ways today. Like I said before, if you are struggling with depression, if you have struggled with depression, you know, you are not the depression. You are not that onion that has been growing over you. You are not the darkness that you are facing and there is a way out of the maze and you have to be willing to navigate your way out and unleash who you truly are. You can't, no one else is going to do it for you. No one's going to do the inner work for you. Of course, it's great to have outside help. Very necessary. I believe in many cases, you know, therapy, coaching, it's a huge thing that can definitely benefit you. But at the end of the day, you are the one that has to put the work the inner work in order to remember who you truly are. And it is a hell of a journey. I don't know whoever said, you know, finding enlightenment or whatever is peace, bliss, the healing journey. So, so great. That is a lie. Like that is the biggest lie in the world. And it is not fairies and butterflies in any way. It is dark. It is so dark, but there is so much reason for that darkness It is about utilizing and alchemizing that darkness into light to embody your true essence. So I encourage anyone who is struggling to just stay, you know, I don't want to say stay positive because that's such a cliche thing to say. And the last thing anyone who's struggling wants to hear. Yeah. Well, I have a question for you to kind of cue you up with what, with where you're going is because you've had glimpses of the pearlized spirit of, of the pearl in you. And so Cause I mean, why would we sign up for anything that sucks so much? Right. Like, (laughs) and so tell, just, you know, give us a little, tell us what it's like to see light and see life from the glimpse of that pearl in you. Well, that's something I'm still in the process (laughs) of unleashing myself. I think until the day we die, we're going to be, you know, really uncovering who we truly are. It's not like a one and done or a few depressions and then we're, awake and enlightened. That's totally (laughs) false light. And that is totally not accurate at all. We're, we're growing and peeling layers until the day we die and transcend. And, and, you know, but the glimpses that we find, the more we peel back layers, the more lighter we become, Mm -hmm. you know, cause we are peeling layers. We're taking these loads off of our back and you, Mm -hmm. you become lighter. You start to really step back into the observer space rather than the character, which a lot of us struggle with. And you do start looking at life with a completely different perception and everything around you just seems, I don't even know how to say your life just really starts changing for the better. And you really start embodying the sense of peace and, you know, we can't control anything outside of ourselves, but we do. And I don't want to say you can't, this is something also that's a little false light and deceptive is saying we control our thoughts. You can have intentional thoughts. You can control your thoughts to an extent, but we also are human and we have thousands and thousands and thousands of thoughts a day that are maybe intrusive that may, you know, that just pop up. We can't control those thoughts, but we can 
control our perception of those thoughts. We can control our attitude. We can control how we respond to those thoughts. Are we going to identify with those thoughts or are we going to just let them simply be thoughts and pass through the mind without attaching feeling or emotion to them? So I think as you go throughout your journey in life, we start to embody our essence, our pearl of who we truly are and step foot into the observer, step foot into noticing the truth of who we are, the truth of life per se, that we are not these things that we are limited to believe of our thoughts and all that darkness. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Well, and I can hear in what you're sharing is like even the shift, right? It doesn't have to, and it, it doesn't, it doesn't get lighter immediately. It's not rainbows and sunshine. It's that the perspective shift and standing on a different foundation. Cause like when you only know one perspective or one truth or one reality and that's it, it's very uh, claustrophobic, I would say, um, you know, kind of in alignment with the onion concept is like, you're wrapped up in this one worldview and to be able to explore and navigate the thoughts and the darkness and the light and like all of it, even if it doesn't get better right away, the sense of power, the sense of control, the sense of, I get to ch- any sense of choice of how you act, react, think, behave can really empower anybody beyond what limits them or what's maybe even what scares them inside of the concept of like depression and what's there. And so um, I just appreciate so much the honesty, the thoughtfulness, the, the perspective, right? Like it can be dark, there is light and it can get better and it is a process. So thank you for bringing all of that because people here are committed to living their heart unleashed. And like you said, you don't just ride a unicorn into the clouds and and there we go. (laughs) That is, that sounds great though. (laughs) Yeah, it does. Right. Like super promising. Um, Well that, and then, you know, especially if it's, if, if someone's listening to this, they are committed to living their heart unleashed, which also to me says, they're committed to some sort of like work in the sense of maybe they have a mission, maybe they have a message, maybe they have a book or a brand or a a service that they want to provide, a gift that they want to give to the world. And delivering the gift that we are takes a certain kind of work and commitment. And, and, and so living your heart unleash, you can't unleash something from behind barriers that you're using to protect yourself with. And so, um, I just really appreciate the authenticity in your interview, in your conversation and in your message. So you guys be sure to go get the maze, her root awakening, uh, head to prolifespirit.com, go hang out with Alex on Instagram. And last question what does it look like for Alex Russell to live her heart unleashed? Oh man, that's still something I'm learning right now. Yeah. <laughs> Not and that's a great um, answer. Yeah, um, I'm learning it still. But what I am coming to find right now is trusting myself, welcoming and embracing love. That's been a huge, huge thing for me especially lately this year, that's really been an eye opener for me. Um, Embracing love, really sitting back in the seat of the observer and not attaching, like I said, to the things that are happening in my life that I'm experiencing, just watching, gaining insight and learning and growing and embodying my truth and my essence of who I truly am. And, oh man, that's a heavy question. (laughs) Yeah, I think I think I answered that question. I don't know. I'm 
You want to know, I'll, I'll share something that I'm experiencing is something that I do too. Sometimes I black out when I'm answering questions because I'm really just like vibing. And so yeah. I'll just give you the, you answered it. <laughs> you answered all our questions and I'm so glad we had this opportunity to connect and that we had the opportunity for the Hearts Unleashed community to get to meet you and know you better and, and to read your book and be in influenced and impacted by you. So Alex, I want to thank you and acknowledge you for your faith, your trust, your resilience, the way that you have continued to show up for a calling and, 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 and inspired, um, the fact that this was a dream first and you really had to follow through on manifesting it into a reality like that speaks so loudly to what Hearts Unleashed is all about shifting from literally dreaming to doing. So I just acknowledge you and appreciate everything about you. I love you. Oh, I love you too. Thank you so much for having me. And Hearts, we love you. Thank you for tuning into this episode of the Hearts Unleashed podcast. I hope you got to hear exactly what you needed for today for your way so that you can live your heart unleashed as well. So thank you for tuning into the Hearts Unleashed podcast, where we really are turning dreamers into doers. We love you. Thanks for tuning in to the Hearts Unleashed podcast. We hope you found all the inspiration that you needed today and that you use it to take the next inspired action on your dreams. If you love the show, share it with a friend. We love spreading the love. For more information, to listen to more episodes, or to shop Hearts Unleashed, visit us at heartsunleashed.com. See you next time, hearts.